welcome to Stop Booking Around. I'm John Cronshaw, flying solo today while Russ is on hiatus. What I want to talk about today is getting ready for NaNoWriMo. Now, if you're not familiar with NaNoWriMo, this is National Novel Writing Month. should really be called International Novel Writing Month as it has transcended international borders. But the idea is, is that you write the first draft to a 50,000 word novel in the month of November. And this can be an excellent way to get that first draft out, to really focus your mind and to get a lot of words on the page in a short space of time. Now, I wrote what ended up being my first published novel during NaNoWriMo. So I wrote Wizard of the Wasteland, the first draft of that. Last year, I didn't manage to complete NaNoWriMo. And this was more because I've got into my own good routine of writing and I felt that the pressure to do a first draft wasn't actually productive for me. Now, when you start thinking about a NaNoWriMo project. Ideally, you should already be doing this. You should already have a lot of ideas in mind so that when the first comes, you can hit the ground running and start writing that first draft. If you're not at that point, there are a few questions that maybe you can ask yourself in order to start coming up with an idea for a story that can sustain over 50,000 words. So first of all, ask yourself, what kind of story do I want to tell? Now, this can be something as simple as saying to yourself, I want to do an adventure story that is set on Mars, or it could be like saying I want to do a story that's like Indiana Jones, but set in a Game of Thrones-style universe. So you can literally have these things, have these shortcuts, just give you broad brushstrokes of your setting, and then it's time to start thinking about your central character. For any story, at minimum, you want a central protagonist, you want an antagonist or antagonising force, and you want something that is giving your protagonist motivation. So, for example... This could be somebody has kidnapped your protagonist's child. This could be your protagonist wants to meet the man of her dreams, but the man of her dreams is being pursued by someone else. Key to everything with story is knowing who your character is, how they would act in certain situations. Now, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, the idea that you can cast your characters. So what you do is you look at a film or a book and you think, I would like this character to be my character. Now, this isn't to say you would steal that character. But if you were to say, I want a character who's a bit like Idris Alba in The Wire, you're going to get a very particular kind of character. You're going to be able to think about the way he looks, the way he talks, the way he moves, different kind of body language tics that you can think about and play on. And then as you start to write and you start to get a better feel for who your character is in their world, then they will change, they will evolve, and they will become close to something that you've got buried deep in your subconscious. The key to coming up with this character, though, is they need agency. And what I mean by this is, if they're still at the midpoint of the book, responding rather than being proactive, then there's something about your story that isn't working. You need a character to be proactive, to make decisions, and to do stuff. And, most importantly, they need to have vulnerabilities. So if you've got a perfect character who's great at everything, and everyone likes them, well, that's going to be a boring character. As much as you'd like to have a character who ticks your boxes for wish fulfilment of all the things that you don't have that you wish you had, the more interesting characters are those with weaknesses, those with vulnerabilities and flaws. And throughout your books, you want your characters to grow. And they can't do this if they start off perfect. So to get a good thematic thing going in your book, think about a flaw that your character can have that needs addressing and see if you can tie every scene into addressing this in some way. So if your character's flaw is that they have the inability to trust people, then hey, by the end of the book, they should trust people and learn the importance of love and friendship. And along the way, the scenes test this. They push the character in different directions where, okay, they know that they shouldn't have trusted someone, but then they learn they should and that kind of thing. So when you actually link to a flaw 
and you can improve, then you're going to be writing on this kind of thematic level, which makes for a more satisfying read. And so when you're writing your scenes, make sure they're moving the story forward. If you've got an idea for a scene that doesn't do anything, doesn't add anything, you don't need it. So I know some people are what's known as pantsers, so you literally write by the seat of your pants, and some people have to do a really detailed plot and outline. Now, I think it's important to outline, but how deep you go into this depends on your temperament. I would suggest even for someone who is a pantser to have some markers along the way so they know at least where they're headed. So, for example, if you're writing a detective story, then you will need a scene near the end where the detective confronts the murderer, for example. Or if you're writing a romance, you will need a scene where the couple have their first kiss. So these are necessary, they're obligatory scenes that you need in genres. So this is the thing as well about being aware of what genre you're writing in and what kind of story you're wanting to tell. So if you're writing an action story, then having a scene where the good guy is thwarted by the villain is actually very important to have. If you're writing a detective story, you need a crime to have occurred. So even if you are pantsing, having these markers of going, okay, I know I need to have a scene that does this, I know I need to have a scene that does that, will actually help you and free your imagination so you can actually focus on getting the story out there. I find personally that there is a point where if I do too much outlining, too much detail, then it takes away from the creativity when I'm writing. So this is one of those things of finding a balance and finding what works for you. So in terms of story structure, I talk about this in some of the earlier podcasts with Russ where we're going over the Save the Cat thing, but there are many different ways of formulating story structure that can be really helpful, even if you don't subscribe to them perfectly. When I'm planning out a novel, I sometimes do things like getting an A3 sheet of paper, drawing a big cross on the vertical and horizontal, and then I go around it. So in the first section, I've got the ordinary world. And within that, I know that there's going to be what's called an incited incident. So this is where something happens to drive your character into the story. And then there will be a point where your character is forced into going forward with the story. So I've talked about Star Wars. This is a point where Luke Skywalker goes on a ship with Han Solo and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then the next quarter of the book is when your main character is responding and learning. And so again, in Star Wars, this is where he's doing his Jedi training. And then by the time we get to the midpoint... He sees the Death Star and they get sucked in by the tractor beam. And then this is the point where you have a midpoint flip. And what this means is your character must start being proactive if they haven't been so already. So this is where Luke Skywalker is determined to escape. And then when we get to the three-quarter point, we get to the climax. And this is where we get the battle in space. And you've got the rebels and he's flying his ship and blasting the Star Destroyer. And then Wu destroys and then they win. And then, of course, the end, you've got your resolution, which is where Chewie gets screwed out of his medal and it's all happy and victorious. And you can do the same sort of thing in your novel. So I would say do something along the lines of looking up what the hero's journey is. Look up Dan Harmon's story circle. Look up the three-act structure. If you're not familiar with these story structures, look at them, read them, see if you can outline your books to one of those. When I did my NaNoWriMo novel Wizards of the Wasteland, I used the Blake Snyder Save the Cat formula to come up with my outline. And so in terms of writing, you have to think about your scenes. Now for a nano book, this is 50,000 words. So you're talking something in the region of 40 separate scenes. It might be more, it might be less. Now, if you're thinking about this in terms of the structure that I mentioned, then your first 10 scenes are going to be the point in the ordinary world. The next 20 scenes are going to be in that middle bit. And then the last 10 scenes are your finale, your climax and your resolution. But you can do as many or as little scenes as you want. If you're writing a fantasy, maybe your scenes are going to be a bit longer. 
like some of my scenes in my epic fantasy stuff are around 3,000 words. When I've been writing post-apocalyptic stuff, they tend to be around an 800 to 1,200 word mark. So it depends on the genre, depends on the pacing, but you'll know when you start getting into it how much is going to be required of each scene. So one thing to do that is really useful is get out a calendar and have a look at how many writing days you have. I know already that I've got 17 days that I can write in November, and so I've done a quick calculation, and it's basically just over 2,900 words in a writing session that I need to do. Now, because I do a lot of writing, this is my full-time job, I can write 3,000 words in a day quite comfortably. I will probably end up writing more in the region of 4,000 words a day. This will give me the chance to have buffer days and things like that. So there's one thing that I keep coming back to when I've been talking to Russ about producing his book, and that is the idea that NaNoWriMo is to produce a shitty first draft. You are not going to be writing anything anywhere close to perfection. The idea is to get something down that you can then mould and shape once it's done. So the only way you're going to get through this is not to look back, not to self-edit. It is literally forward, forward, forward every day. Give yourself goals, give yourself timings. Word counts might be a good motivator. You can do little things like sprints where you go, right, 25 minutes I'm going to write non-stop in that time and you do nothing else in that time until the time is up. If there's something that you think you need to do, then wait. Unless, you know, it's something like doing an inhaler or something like that where it's a medical emergency. Just focus and do it. Now there is a bit of a caveat to this, which is... If you can't do it, if you start falling behind, don't worry, just carry on. Just do as much as you can. The 50,000 word thing is a guideline, it's not a fast rule. Nothing is going to happen negative if you don't do it. But having this sense of progress, doing something each day is better than doing nothing. If you start to feel pressure, if you start to feel guilt, if you start to feel a sense of anxiety over this project, step away or try something else, try a different tactic. You don't need to put that pressure on yourself. Maybe reduce your word count, maybe write a novella instead, maybe write a short story. A novel is a really big undertaking, and if you've never done it before, it's incredibly hard. So give yourself a break. If you find yourself stuck, if you find you've got writer's block, I don't believe in writer's block. I think it's something else. I think you need to get out. I think you need to get more ideas down on a page. I think you need to go for a walk and free up your mind. Maybe go and have a shower, have a think. Writer's block is usually a result of you being unprepared. Perhaps you haven't done enough outlining, perhaps you don't know your character very well. And this is one of those moments where you need to take a deep breath and think to yourself, okay, what is the writer's block? What is causing it? Diagnose it. Is it because you know in your heart that the story sucks? In which case it could be subconscious telling you, okay, go back and outline. Try another direction. Maybe the scene you're on, it's actually the scene itself which isn't working, maybe isn't moving the story on. Okay, skip to the next scene. You can write out of order. You can skip bits that aren't working. I sometimes have in my first drafts just a little bracketed thing saying cool fight scene here because I don't like writing fight scenes unless I really have to and I find it takes me out of the flow of the story. So just having little shortcuts to keep you in the flow of the story is really important. So the key to getting through this as well is to make sure you where you can you've got a routine. If you're doing the same thing every day, that's good. Maybe have a playlist that you listen to. I got a great tip from the author Claire Sager who said to listen to orchestral music from video games like Skyrim because they are designed to make you focus and it works really well. Can you dictate? That's another thing. I use Dragon Dictate to get my novels down. That's a really good way to get words on a page, especially if you can dictate into something like a dictaphone or your phone. Then you're not going to be in that mode of 
self-editing and looking at what you've written. You're just going to be going forward, going forward, which is the key. Now, one good thing about NaNoWriMo is there are a lot of other people doing the same thing as you. You're not alone. There are forums, there are groups, there are groups on Facebook that might be for your local area. Like where I am in Morecambe, there is a Lancashire and Cumbria NaNoWriMo group, which I frequent during the month of November. Now, find a group that works for you. I've been in writing groups in the past online that I've found to be wells of negativity. So if you're not getting something positive from the experience, walk away. You're not obliged to be in a group. If you prefer just to get on with it and do it, then just do that. Whatever works for you. Some local groups even do things like writings in the real world. So near me, people will meet up in cafes and write together. Maybe throw in some random writing prompts and have little games. So it depends on what you want to do. But the support is out there and it's up to you how much you get involved with it. You know, some people find it useful to declare that they're doing it and to have posts about it every day, having their word count. That's great for them. If that works for you, do it. If not, don't. And it's not a competition either. The only person you can ever compare yourself to in life is yourself. If you start comparing yourself to other authors, to other people who achieve things, then you're not focusing on what's important and that is you. So just remember as well, don't let it become all-consuming. Make sure you eat well, make sure you move around, try and get some exercise. This shouldn't be of detriment to your health. This process has worked for a lot of people, and if you can get into that zone, it's really good. But if it doesn't work for you, then that's fine as well. Just find a way, if you can, to use it to jumpstart some motivation. All I will say is just remember it's not easy. This is a challenge, and it's difficult. And if you end the month with 250 more words than you started with, then that is an achievement, even if you don't get the full 50,000 words. So I hope that helps. If you have any questions about NaNoWriMo or anything to do with story structure or writing in general, please do get in touch at JL Cronshaw on Twitter. So remember as well, you can find the Stop Booking Around book, which has got some really great tips for outlining your novel and getting into the right mindset for completing that first draft. So until next time, cheerio. Cheerio.